Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming round Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes Turn around Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Dom. And tonight's movie for debate is Old School. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's movie for debate is Old School Dom. We are here. How are you, my friend? I'm not bad at all, thank you, mate. How are you? Good. Really good. Looking forward to discussing this one old school it is like a favored kind of comedy classic from our generation and so it'll be interesting to discuss it from current day eyes and looking at it you know now we're in our mid-30s going into our late 30s that's scary to say isn't it but we're we're (laughs) heading we're heading in that direction time waits for no one so let's let's get straight into it what is your history with old school? When was the first time you saw it? What is your connection to this movie? I have no idea when I first saw it. It would probably would have been when it came out. Um, so around 2003. 2003, yeah. Yeah, 2003, 2004. Um, and just thought it was ridiculous and hilarious. And it still makes me laugh today even though i've seen it hundreds of times before this is the kind of film that i just think what shall i watch be scrolling think i'm gonna watch old school and i will put old school on and i will again laugh at all the same points that i've laughed at forever it's just ridiculous and hilarious and i'm very much a big uh appreciator of vince Vaughn's work so mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that more in a minute. But what about you? Where did it all begin for you? Excellent. Well, I have, to use one of your terms, three touch points, really, in uh, growing up with this movie. So in 2003, we were 16. We were just about to be leaving secondary school, which in america is kind of like our middle school kind of uh before we go into college or sixth form which kind of is more in alignment to american high school but 16 and i this movie were i went to see it on a date with a, with a yes with a girl from school she was my first girlfriend and she became my girlfriend on this night 
Ooh. <laughs> right? Wait, wait, hold on. You say your first girlfriend. Your first girlfriend you, you're <laughs> technically still with? Uh, are you discounting her? So for, any, for anyone that, that doesn't get that, <laughs> that very niche internal Ravens podcast reference, that is a callback to the Family Man podcast episode <laughs> where we realized that technically I may still be in a relationship from when I was 11, 12 years old. Um, well, you're right. You're right. That she <laughs> To be fair, she actually was my first girlfriend. That was the first, like, we are boyfriend and girlfriend, but it was very cute and innocent. She was my first kiss, but and you were in the room for it. I, I had to be a witness. <laughs> it's like my parents had to be witnessed that earlier that day getting married. And then this was their wedding reception, which was like a house party. And then you had to witness my first kiss. That's it. I had to be right there. I actually Watch specifically it. remember it was that you had turned away and that we like sneakily done it as you had turned away. And so technically you were you were there. The back of your head was there. <laughs> But yes, my first, let's say, teenage girlfriend. Um, and so I'll back it up a little bit further. So as you know, and anyone has ever listened to our podcast knows, I didn't, I I had a struggle in secondary school, right? Um, I was a little bit in the shadows. It's fine. It's never affected me or any anything. <laughs> Just my eyes twitching. Don't worry the about twitching. that. The <laughs> twitching. But... Um, but I was shy as well and introvert, a bit introverted and whatever, whatever. So being with having like a girlfriend was not really anything that I was really pushing for or trying. Well, I was pushing for, but not sort of achieving. And one day in class, I get this note passed to me from this girl that I'd never really spoken to. And uh, she informed me in the note that I had made this girl i won't say her name this other girl's top three top three well, like boys in uh in the year and i don't know there's maybe like 130 boys 130 kids in the year if i say half of them are boys 60 out of the 60 i made top three it's like wow okay amazing um this is good news i think and she said she's she recently broke up with this other boy and she was semi-popular as well. She's like a semi-popular girl. And I'm like down here in the gutter, right? And the boy <laughs> that she broke up with was also popular. And he's actually like low-key famous now um, in real life. <laughs> I'll tell you who it is later. Um, for, famous for what, if it, I may ask? Uh, for cooking. Like it, Like a cooking... Yes, there's a group of of boys Jamie Oliver no nah. <laughs> there's a group of boys well not boys men uh from my year in secondary school that wrote a cookbook um when they were at university and the cookbook was around like how to make like budget meals or something like that it had some sort of like comedy angle to it right. I don't really know much about it I just have seen them on things and uh yeah, and, and then it blew up into this thing and then they got a YouTube channel and that like blew up and now they're like on all over the place. Like I've seen them pop up on like HSBC adverts on TV and things like that. Um, wow. Yeah, well, good for them. Like amazing, good hustle. Um, but anyway, the like lead guy from that and he was like popular in school, they were together and then they broke up. And so she she's like on the prowl 
right for for <laughs> for a replacement for this kid right and i've made the top three and i'm like oh okay amazing and she said you are third but you made the top <laughs> i was like okay all right so she told me that they're prospecting the first kid who's number one and so right. they'll they'll get back to me with whether the, um, my application is going to be put forward beyond the, <laughs> to the next stage turns out he's not interested i'm down to the final two um wow. not sure what happens with the other one but eventually by the end of that school day i'm given my final note which has her phone number on it i have we so we haven't spoken any words yet um <laughs> but i've been given this phone number and i remember going home and being like okay i'm and texting was like relatively new but it was a thing um Again, this is in 2003. So we started texting. And I remember being so anxious and nervous of what I'm supposed to be writing and whatever that I finally wrote the text. And I was so exhausted. I just fell asleep on the sofa in front of the Simpsons <laughs> and woke up like two hours later to to a reply message. Anyway, two twos, things are going together. And we end up going on a date. Not this one, a, another date. We go to watch Blue Crush, which is like a... a terrible movie about surfing and like women surfing and whatever i don't know i wasn't feeling it but anyway <laughs> she wanted to meet in finchley which is miles away it's like in north london and so it's yeah. only later that i've realized that this is because of one of two possible things either one she didn't want to be seen with me so it had to be as far away as possible or she was actually dating somebody else that was in within the local area to where she lived and so didn't want to be seen with me so it had to be miles away because all of our dates were miles away and my dad was <laughs> having to drive me to like Finchley to Enfield like all of these places that are miles away I didn't get that at the time I'm just like oh my god you know girls talking whatever whatever so we get like two or three dates down the line and I'm thinking, okay, I need to pull the trigger on this um, and get this into relationship status, you know. And so we're going to see, we're going to go for dinner in a movie. Dinner in a movie is Pizza Hut followed by old school. And we're in the Pizza Hut. Remember, I'm 16 and it's me as well, like a, a an immature, nervous 16. And I remember basically spending the whole meal trying to convince her that we should be boyfriend and girlfriend and that she wasn't really feeling it and i was like but by the end of the meal i'd kind of won her over in conversation and just before we'd like left and i'd paid for our pizza or whatever she had said yes and i remember being on like cloud nine i was just like <laughs> oh my god i have a girlfriend she's like pretty popular like i i'm in i'm in finchley but who cares let's go and then we walked in and went and watched uh old school and i was just loving it i was on top of the world um any and and so that's my first instance the relationship didn't last much longer than that a few months later it was, uh it just you know went different ways it was actually quite sad i won't go into it but she actually had some um like mental health issues um that i i was uh very supportive of and it was all very nice but she needed time and and etc and i hope that she's okay now i just sort of lost contact with her um 
but yeah so that was that that was like my first teenage girlfriend relationship and there was old school cut to a few years later literally maybe like a year and a half later and it's so funny how just a year a year and a half in that time period of your life feels like lifetimes of difference right because we're growing and evolving so quickly I then had moved to Cornwall with my family and that was that Cornwall for anyone who doesn't know is like down the bottom of end of the country it's about four or five hour drive away from where we live um and I've spoken about this before I won't go into the details of it but I had a really serious car accident and was in this very remote house just very lonely no one around really well my mum was there but you know that was that was it really um but one of the things was was part of like my uh, condition of living there and moving there was that I would get cable television in my room um <laughs> which I had and so I had the movie channels and one time I was feeling I just remember feeling really low and really kind of sad and sorry for myself and I was flicking through the channels and there was old school and it was at the time where they've got the cinder blocks attached to their penises <laughs> and the guy will talk about it but i just remember being like oh, this was like comforting in that in in like a sad moment so i'm really grateful to it for that and then the final touch point was when i was at university everybody was obsessed with this movie uh everyone mm. was quoting it all the time you're my boy blue like i had some people that i lived with at that time who i'm not not friendly not friends with now but at that point uh there was two of them that would watch it every night, like to go to sleep every single night. Um, and yeah. And then over the years, like you, if I see it on, I'll always watch it. This is one of the movies that I could just listen to the audio of while like cleaning the house and doing chores and whatever. Um, but it will always remind me of, yes, my first teenage girlfriend that probably didn't want to be seen with me in public. And then also, <laughs> uh, it helped me in like a sad time as well. So uh yeah uh, it holds a special place for me for sure you know, all round, uh like kind of good experience of the film though. not not anything too drastic or dramatic but it's a, it is a ridiculous film it's so silly but uh it, that's like a good tale i i do have two questions um about the girl okay um one were you going so far away because um, option number two on her list of three was getting dates closer to home. <laughs> and the other question was, did she enjoy the film? Because uh, like, I, I went to see a film once with a girl. And this <laughs> I must have been about 16 as well, actually. Uh, maybe 17. And we're watching the film. I think it was Shaun of the Dead. Okay. And I loved it. She didn't enjoy. She didn't seem to be enjoying it as much as I did, so I then had to, you know, when you're like, oh, okay, I've got to try and play this a bit cooler. And I'm not a cool person, but I was got to play this a little bit cooler and like laugh less and not just <laughs> not just be myself and enjoy it. But this person isn't enjoying it, and I'm trying to impress this person, so I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I I love that film. I love Shaun of the Dead. I I can quote it. I, mean, I know you hate Simon Pegg for for the right reasons, but uh, I think <laughs> it's. Right. Uh, I think it's a great film. Um, but yeah, that, that was my experience. So did, did she enjoy old school? That's hilarious. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy parts of that film, by the way. There are some parts that have aged horribly, um, but I I enjoy the pre- like the general premise of it. Um, Sean the Dead, I mean. I have no idea whether she enjoyed it or not. I really can't remember. Um, <laughs> I But I do... 
yeah, you're probably right. Maybe number two on the list or number one, if he changed his mind, might have been getting dates earlier. I remember when I moved to college, so this is only a few months later, I, and we, I was still with her at that point. There were people in my class that knew her that were like, oh, yeah, she's dating some other guy. And I was right. like, what? And I was like adamant. Like, I think I was like, my ego was hurt. I was adamant. I was like, no, that's not right. That's not right. But we were continuing to meet miles away. And so in retrospect, it's like, yeah, that maybe that probably was what was happening. I'm not sure. But innocently, I just didn't think that that was possible. Um, <laughs> How but, dare she? But what's funny is, is there, like looking back on that now, there was just zero. We had zero connection, like zero in common. Like we did have some like sweet moments and things of like, you know, just friendship and being, you know, kind to each other and whatever. But it's not like when you're older and when you're choosing a mate, let's say, and it's because <laughs> it's deeper than I, you put me on a list. So I'm, I feel validated. You know, it's more of, you know, I, I appreciate you as a person and I'm interested in your viewpoints on life and, you know, the conversations we can have. It's just so funny how primitive it is at an early age and a lot of it isn't even to do with anything other than oh my god she likes me i've been put on a list you know so it's uh it's funny but yeah i don't i don't know but i mean she took me to see blue crush and so i don't think her mo- taste in movies are to be trusted <laughs> she also took me to see uh or say took me we went together um to see 13 going on 30 and i remember being like thinking this is trash <laughs> <laughs> this movie is <laughs> trash. Just, I want to be watching like Die Hard and stuff, sweetheart. Okay, here's a <laughs> here's a top list of my favorite movies. I'll be podcasting them in twenty years' time. This is what Dom would take me to see. Yes, you should take me to see these as well. <laughs> Dom, we should have just gone on on dates together. Just just you and me, no women, just popcorn and <laughs> Die Hard. Perfect. I mean, not being funny, you suggested something like this recently and mm. um, we still haven't done anything just make it happen captain okay or, or are we waiting for us to be like back from holiday like i've got work thing you've got holiday thing and then you know we've all got a bit of time off from each other so yeah. should we wait for then okay yes but also i want to get the i need to get the garage done because i've got a sofa in there but it's not like put together because like, there's nowhere to sit in here at the moment um but yeah, let's make it happen. I'd love to do that. Order a pizza, watch a movie, be perfect. Watch old school. <laughs> what we could watch old school. Well, let's talk about let's talk about old school. So how well, I was thinking maybe the best way to cover this one would be to do like a, a Dom synopsis of the whole film, like overarching of the storyline. And then we could kind of take it character by character and just talk about like our favourite moments from each of them. Because I think that would kind of be easier rather than going through it sort of scene by scene. What What do you think? Sure, I can give that a go. I think there'll be bits that I miss, but we can fill in the, the voids as we go along. Yes. Um, so essentially, uh, we have three, we have three kind of main characters. Uh, we've got Mitch, Frank and Beanie, who are uh, Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn. Uh, and Mitch is going through quite a tough time so he comes home finds that his girlfriend uh like cheats on him she has 
gangbangs essentially when he's out, out yeah. of town because he seems to be traveling and uh, like a lot for work and doing a lot for work and he's like totally shocked by it and, uh, and a bit creeped out so that relationship ends he then uh you know gets into a, gets himself into like a world of trouble as things like move on but he moves into this house um his friends throw him a huge party the house ends up being rezoned and becoming part of the university campus because it's right by uh, like the university where where they live and he's told he's got to move out unless they're part of the university the only way they can be part of the university is if they uh, start a fraternity which is uh beanie's idea which is play who's played by vince vaughn and uh he Mitch is totally against the idea to begin with as like, what the hell, you know, this, that and the other. But as time goes along and the craziness ensues and, you know, crowds of people start to gather and they call him the Godfather. He starts to enjoy the power and the feeling of it and um, just this collective experience and the respect that he starts getting and he doesn't have to pay for pie. Um, (laughs) It's just beautiful. And, uh, uh, And all these kind of weird good things start to happen but it's mostly he's on a a downward trajectory pretty much for the whole film until we get to the end um but yeah there's a battle with the dean of the university the dean of the university is desperate for them to be off campus um and because uh i think he was a bit bullied by them when they were younger they 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 mention it. They call him Cheese. That was his his nickname. Cheese, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> that's such a good bit. Um, and <laughs> he he's decided that, that that's it. He's going to put all his effort and power into kicking them off campus. And they decide to form this like proper fraternity, and they're going to do things properly. And they have to do a series of tests to become like. Uh, like inducted kind of like as as part of an official part of the university um and it's just uh, full of nonsense silliness but great fun uh, and well worth a watch if you haven't watched it already absolutely great great synopsis i the only one bit uh to add is also there's this sort of b story of the romance of mitch's lost romance from from high school and she's sort of still around that he meets her at the wedding and She's going out with this douche douchebag guy that's cheating on her. Um, bloody hell! Here's my here's my high school girlfriend. This is it. This is exactly it. Like, if only you'd met your first girlfriend from when you were eleven, twelve at that time, and she would have been the one to kind of like save you from those problems. I really feel like you. You're still in, not you're still invested from when I'm we shipping. were eleven. Yeah. I'm shipping her as much as... No, I, I don't mean that at all. <laughs> Imagine I was like her biggest fan. Like she's like, I messaged her on your behalf. I'm that girl that passed the note. You're in her yeah. top three. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. There probably are people out there. Well, they definitely are. That like we've been going out since they were like 11. It just never stopped, you know, like all the way oh, yeah, through. Yeah. It's, yeah, crazy crazy we say this on the eve of my 10th wedding anniversary to my wife that isn't her okay it's not it's no longer a glimpse dom okay (laughs) unless these last 10 years have been the glimpse (laughs) well you never know but i will pass on the message that (laughs) you are happily married i guess (laughs) let's let's take it 
character by character. That you you mentioned being a big fan of Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Shall we start with him? <laughs> yeah. Well, what does it for me with Vince Vaughn is he has this absolutely fantastic ability to just switch on rage. And I feel like I'm similar. I can switch <laughs> on rage pretty easily and just reel off like a load of stuff, like a load of stuff that makes sense. And it's just like, why the fuck did you do that? Why have you interrupted my life in such a way? Why are you making things harder for me? Everything is really unfair. And this is the one opportunity I have to make things right in life. And all you're going to do is fuck it up. And he is perfect at like those scenarios in like all, pretty much all the films that he, he does. Um, I, I read some stuff about him because I wanted to see like why he disappeared um, a little bit from, from Hollywood and kind of the limelight. And he's apparently he's moved into doing like more producing kind of roles and, and stuff behind the camera because he was given like some film roles that uh, and the films flopped and he wasn't too happy uh, with the work that he was being given so he decided to do other work which i think is fair enough um but in films like this that he's in and, and many others and he like like wedding like the wedding crashes like he just has that perfect ability to just be like ragey plus inappropriate and funny and yeah i just think he's great what, and you know this isn't the first Vince Vaughn movie that we've covered on this podcast. Do you remember what the other one is? <laughs> trying to think. It's back, back in the archives. Ooh. He's not like the main feature. His name wouldn't be above the poster, but he is no. he is like a a significant like he's a significant character. I, I can't, yeah, it escapes me, I'm afraid. Jurassic Park 2. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Working Bless that him. gum. He's chewing that gum hard in that one. I, I love Vince Vaughn as well, and I think that love started from this. And I think his character is perfectly summed up in like the opening scene that he is in when they're waiting at the altar with Will Ferrell. <laughs> and it's just like, one for John for the rest of your life. Way to work it through. Good job. Like, there's still time to get <laughs> away it, from this. <laughs> you've still got time, Frankie. You've yeah. still got time. <laughs> you see the wife always looking, judging. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. Hi, honey. It's like so, yeah. he's so disgruntled. Oh, by everything. I love it. I love it. <laughs> looking, judging. It's so good. Look at the baby. I, I want to know how much of it was ad-libbed. I feel like so much of this must have been off the cuff or impro improvised. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Or, or like, hopefully, like the the improvised bits like stayed in and made its made its way in. But he's he's brilliant. He's honestly so good. But he he manages to play this character that's very like commanding. Has this commanding presence. Um, uh, you know, owns six speaker city stores um mm -hmm. that he, he created from the ground up so he's like businessman very honest about kind of everything like says i can't read you, you know at one point because he, he didn't bother going to college because you know what was the point um and uh when it comes to like his wife or the girl that he he ends up in a room with he's then like incredibly shy and a bit like more down to earth and a bit more like under the thumb um which i think is the 
the really like interesting side because he's like oh we're going to get like wall-to-wall you know girls I'll say um it's not the word he uses but it's just like this is what's going to happen this house is going to be full and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and then if it when it comes to his, his wife he's like like yes ma'am <laughs> kind, of, kind of obedient husband I'm going to get sand wall-to-wall I've got a great sand guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's great and the like the earmuffs thing as well, like with his kid and stuff. And, and he is really so like slick talking. It's like, you didn't let, you're not just letting me down. You let Max down, you know, most importantly, but you know, it's, it's all, cause he's, it's all self-serving for him as well. Like he, he just wants to do it. And I love where he's doing the uh, like induction talk to all of the, the pledges that want to get in. As someone asks a question, he's like, yeah, from the guy that probably won't get in, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> which is the which is the guy Simon Helberg from uh, the Big Bang Theory? Yeah, 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 yeah. He he plays a guy called Jerry, I believe, in this, and he does get in. He does make it in. So he does. It is there you go. Vince Vaughn is great. It he brings on Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the perfect that with the perfect hype man. Get your paper man, oh man. In the world of paper, paper, make money, money, make money, money, money. It's so good. I like your that green little, hat. Yeah, that little guy. Like honestly, I just don't know what that was all about. And uh, I've seen him in music videos and stuff with with Snoop Dogg. So he's like a he, he's like a big deal, <laughs> but awful, but fantastic at the same time. Not just awful. Like, per- Get your paper, man. <laughs> oh my. It's like the huskiness of his voice as well. It's the best bit is, it's a world of paper, paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's perfectly placed. And the guy with the green hat just doesn't say anything. Like the full green suit as well. Yep. It looks perf- perfect. Pimped out. And Snoop looks so young. Yeah, really young. Crazy. Really young. Crazy. They're so good, yeah. <laughs> and uh, even the way he's introducing it, and you know, it's like... This is for, this is for Mitch. He's the very disease-free man. You know, stood over there <laughs> by the minibar, and yeah, it's perfect, perfect. What what else do we have uh, him in? Like for Vince Vaughn, I'm just thinking specifically before we move on to a different character. He he's the one that's uh, that's riding for Blue, being involved. It's like the old Navy <laughs> vet that hangs around my store. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like uh, it, it just seems like all of this is his crazy idea, and then even driving to what when they're getting the pledges and like taking them and shoving them in the so van good. and stuff it's just like and they're getting blue off the bench <laughs> so good you like slowly slowly get him into the back of the van and yeah his little zimmer frame is like left there <laughs> i know i know we'll t- i know we'll talk about will ferrell so i but just so i don't forget <laughs> when they grab the guy at the supermarket and then to his wife and he's like tell anyone about this i'm gonna fucking kill you he's like i'm only joking we're having back by dinner and then he like steals yeah. her pringles or whatever is yeah just whatever the to the tube of like whatever's there and takes it out of her grocery like shop so good just ridiculous it's so ridiculous even the driving when they drive like they smash into those bins mm-hmm. and they smash down the the notice board thing and when they collect like Spanish or whatever his name is, and they <laughs> they bundle him into the van, like he goes flying at one point as well. It's just, it's crazy, but it's so good. And they got the tights on their head. Spanish, do you believe I don't want to see you die here tonight? 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so good. But he's like, boom! Do you believe we gave you enough stacks so your brick will safely land on the lawn? <laughs> so good. Uh, the other great bit with Vince Vaughn is when he's at the wedding and Mitch is making a terrible speech. And he just takes the mic and he's like, it ends there and it starts here. And he's just like, you know, wherever we've got in front of us, salute, cheers. And I love the way he puts the mic down. He's like, I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. But it's like, <laughs> but he definitely is. But he completely sort of saved the day. Um, yeah. You can tell that the wife like hates him, though, as well, because he's sitting like a few seats over and he's like, oh, high five me. I can't remember her name. What was her name? Marissa, Marissa, and he's like Marissa, like says something and puts his hand up for a high five, and she puts her hand up and he whacks her, <laughs> yeah. like proper hits her as well, like on the hand obviously, and it's just like oh my god, like she hates him, and you can tell, but he, he kind of hates her. There's like this mutual hatred, but they're so polite to each other and nice to each other. But yeah, he does. He kind of saves the wedding from Mitch talking about all his problems, and because he's a bit worse for wear for drinking bless him for sure and we'll get to that in a moment uh, and finally on that part i love how vince vaughan loves the band yeah and the band yeah it's like the band is a whole thing within itself because do you ever do they have turn around every and then when it gets to the part <laughs> And then I see the fucking look in your eyes. <laughs> so good. I, I, I can't not sing it without the, the fuckings. Exactly. That's exactly what I was <laughs> going to say. But I, I also have other songs where I have inserted like a, a fucking or whatever. And I can't hear, hear it now without it. And one of them is Heard It Through the Grapevine. For Marvin Gaye, <laughs> and there's one bit in it where all I every time I hear it in my head when it's on the radio or whatever, and I just hear, the bitch, I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> nice, sorry, sorry, Marvin. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It goes perfectly in in the placement. Nice. But yeah, it's so good. I when I rewound it twice. Or, pushed back on the stream twice to hear to hear the turnaround song so good but even the other song was like (laughs) (laughs) i think that the same band appears in another movie because that so all of them like uh, vince vaughan will ferrell luke wilson owen wilson ben stiller like i know that they're not in this movie but all of them were crowned the the frat pack because he had like the brat pack back in the day, right? With uh, like Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. and whoever, whoever. And then they were like coined the the frat pack of movies where they were doing things like wedding crashes, uh, like like old school dodgeball. What other what other movies have they sort of done like that? I'm trying to think, like, I can see them in, like, because I can see the singer specifically yeah, he's singing in, as well. Yeah, he's in one. Not, yeah, yeah. So he's in another one of those movies. Like, yeah, I'm trying type. to think of which one it is. Maybe it's Wedding Crashes. It'd fit. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, st- I can see Steve Buscemi, though, as well. Is he in Wedding Crashes? No, nah, he's in um, 
uh, wedding singer. It's not that. Dom, I'm gonna look. Dom's gonna look. I'm gonna, Dom needs to. I'm look. gonna find them. Well, while Dom's if looking, he's on here, let's let's talk about Luke Wilson. Um, <laughs> so at this point, would I? Yeah, all I would have known Luke Wilson from is from a movie that I watched with you. We've discussed this somewhere on the podcast once before, where I was <laughs> at your house for a sleepover, and your dad, very nonchalantly, out of left field, was like, hey, shall we go to the cinema? And, of course, you and I were like, yes, yes, that would be <laughs> that would be fantastic. And of he, course we should. And he took us to see, do you remember? Uh, I have no idea. Blue Streak, starring oh, yeah, Luke Wilson and Martin Lawrence. So that was my familiarity with him. What did did you know of him before old school and Blue Streak? I guess. Uh I don't think so. No, Blue Streak would have been my first, um, kind of fo- foray into the uh, Luke Wilson world. But who who's better, Luke or or Owen? Owen. You reckon? Well, I like more of his films. Don't don't you? Uh, I suppose so. Are you, are you judging that on Armageddon? <laughs> well, yes. Well, the only Luke Wilson films that I can think of is Blue Streak, uh, Old School, and then he has like a cameo in Anchorman. I can't think of what else I I even know him from. I can't find the other film that this guy's in. He's in The Hangover. Oh, maybe it's Apparently. The Hangover. I think it is The as, Hangover. As a, as a wedding singer yeah. as well. So Yeah, it's probably that. Okay. There we go. That would make sense. Job done. Well, like you said, it, the Luke Wilson Mitch is the central character. The one thing I will say this time around is that there, if I could cut all of his scenes out and it wouldn't affect me. Like apart oh, from really? apart from where he's in it, like to count, like where he's in in a scene with like Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell, which I know is like most of it. But when he's like at work with Locke from Lost, or when he's you know his sort of love story, I could you could cut all of that out, and I'm not interested. Like the bits that I like are basically any every scene with Will Ferrell with Vince Vaughn. That's pretty much it. Like you, I could just collate those bits together, and it would be as good. You know, like I don't need that part of the story. That's not what I'm watching it for. Maybe that's just me as like a a 36 year old man now. I mean, <laughs> do, you, do you do you do you enjoy those parts? Like, I assume that's not what you're watching it for, right? You're watching it for the the Will Ferrell one liners and all of that. Kind of watching it for the like, yeah, the ridiculousness of. You know, Will Ferrell plus Vince Vaughn and all their craziness and the antics and things they got up to. But he is necessary because he, his life needs to be in the shitter for any of that to happen. So, you know, that's the whole point of the storyline, isn't it? He has to find his girlfriend having a gangbang uh, and the the director turns up to join in at the gangbang as well. Um, and then... Uh, just yeah, everything else going wrong in his life, like sleeping with his boss's daughter, who's in high school, Ish. and it's all a bit like uh, creepy, cringy, like horrible, weird old man stuff. But um, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's just a, a complete mess. But 
the other two are kind of benefiting from him being like kind of open to the idea of them just controlling his household and his lifestyle but that's why they make him the godfather because Vince Vaughn would want to be the godfather you know Beanie would want to be the person that was in charge and in control and and stuff um but the only way he can like really allow that to happen is by controlling Mitch, making Mitch the godfather, him the, the, the kind of powerful one. But I think there's scenes that he has that are really good, like when he's in the office um, and he needs Walsh's help. and so, Or like Walsh is asking to be part of the fraternity and he's like, oh, I heard you like slept with the boss's daughter and he slaps him and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like we can't talk about this. But then when he gets the two guys involved and then like screws at his boss and says like, I did all that yesterday, like kind of get off my ass and like leave me alone. So there are, there are moments like that that I think are really good, but... He's not, he's not what I'm watching it for. You're, you're right. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm with you. Like, he's integral to the story. But I guess where I've seen the movie like twenty, thirty times, it's like when I'm watching it now, I just want to see those parts that, the, the funny parts. Like, I don't need to see all the, the story building and all of that stuff. Just because I know it so well already, it's like you don't, I don't really need that context. But definitely, if I was watching it for the first time, or someone watching it for the first time then all of it is great it's just the yes the highlights it's almost the same as like ace ventura because i've seen it so many times i could almost just skip through to the bits that i think are hilarious though in ace (laughs) ventura pretty much all of it is hilarious um but yeah he he is really good he he and he plays the good straight man so that you can have the craziness either side of him you know, if he was crazy as well, then there's no balance, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So he, he does yeah. hold that together well. Yeah, of course. You, you've, you've kind of. He's the, um, the less dominant kind of straight man, isn't he? Like Will Ferrell was supposed to be like the more dominant one, who's also a bit funny. And Will Ferrell was like the the loose cannon. So, well, literally Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Oh my God! <laughs> let's just talk about Will Ferrell. Is that? <laughs> Once it, as soon as it hits the lips, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Fill it up again. Fill it. He's going to hit it again. Oh, no, like, yeah. He's going to do one. He's going to do one. Yeah. I think before that is like, uh, um, I've got a, got a busy day tomorrow. You know, what, like, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, you know, me and my wife are going go to go to Home Depot and we're you know, going to get this and get that. And, you know, we, we, we might go to wherever after like bed bath and beyond like, I, I i don't know i don't know i don't know if we have enough time and it's <laughs> it's so good because it's like that's so true you like okay i need to go to this one shop on saturday <laughs> i might be able to squeeze in another one but like we we always set ourselves this is adult life like these <laughs> time limits so i'm yeah. gonna be out until this time and i need to be home by then and it's like i don't know if i can have enough time and it's so good and they're like oh whatever and they're like the students are mocking him, and he's like, "Okay, I'll do one. Fill it up. He, does he gonna do one. He gonna do one. <laughs> when it hits the lips, it's so good. It's like he's like in recovery, and he's just fucked it up. It's so funny. It's so good. Well, that 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 part is imp- is improved. Uh, the whole bed bath and beyond. Yeah, I read that, and when you see it back, you can see them kind of reacting. Like, okay, <laughs> this wasn't in the script. But it's so dear. I don't know if we'll have time. It's the way he says it. It's so good. A- have you ever done a beer bong? No, never. Never. I, Maybe we'll do that on our first uh, mate date. Yes. 
Yes, I don't know about the hygiene <laughs> hygienic parts of it though. Now I have to buy two. <laughs> we'll have our own. <laughs> Get our own like snorkel and do it for a snorkel instead. Yeah. Well, when I was in, when I had some crazy some crazy nights in America, I've I've told you this one before. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if I told you the extremity of. So I did was at an American house party when I was 19 going on 20 and it was just like raging and it was just like that like a house party like well I didn't have Snoop Dogg on the stage in the garden but it was like the red cups and all of this stuff and they had kegs and I was doing uh they were doing keg stands so you put your hands on people hold your legs so you're upside down you put the uh keg tap or whatever in your mouth and you just hit it for as long as you can until you basically can't breathe anymore and then they pull you down and then you're uh you know the head rushing with that and um that night we was doing all of that and i literally like it was like i just blinked and i opened my eyes and i was sat in a 24 7 diner at like 4 5 a.m in the morning with a cheesesteak in front of me <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly like a proper blackout like i just lost like six hours but i was sat in a booth with like other people with this like massive like cheesesteak thing in front of me it's like before i was vegetarian and I, who knows what it was and i remember just being like what happened <laughs> like <laughs> how why how am i here <laughs> um yeah so that was like a Frank the Tank moment. It wasn't quite, we're streaking through the quad. <laughs> <laughs> we're streaking. Snoop, snoop a loop <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Have you ever streaked? Tell me straight. No, never. Skinny Have dipped? You? No, never skinny dipped either. It's not my thing. <laughs> well, not it's even, not my thing. Not even a drunk not my bag. thing. I haven't, no. I haven't run naked. Um, I've jumped into a lake naked, sure. Um, but, yeah. But, no. I, <laughs> nudity also wasn't really my thing either. <laughs> um, but, yeah. He goes streaking through the quad. He uh, Is KFC still open? It's, he, he, he sort of falls into marital issues, isn't he? Obviously, new new marriage and things are starting to go a little bit wrong, a little bit downhill. Um, and it eventually ends up with him going to counselling. And <laughs> the counsellor, it was just like brilliant. Like I, all I've, all I think of when I watch the film and he appears is it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's you okay. are. Cause it's kind we, of like, I thought we were in the nest in the tree. We are. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But he's really familiar to me as well. And I couldn't quite place him. And, and I'm sure he's been on something that we have talked about recently or podcasted recently or something like that because he's extremely familiar. He does, yeah. I'm not, I, well, I just figure that he's familiar to me through this. But uh, Will Ferrell's monologue, which, again, I don't know. I wonder whether it was in the script or improv with the, you know, part where I had an evening at the Olive Garden, which was lovely. <laughs> and I noticed a, you know, a waitress just taking her order and... I found myself wondering what kind of panties she was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Odds are they were standard white cotton p- 
panties. It's the way that he does like the stilted kind of delivery of like, you know, the sort of conversational, like how how it would actually be delivered. It's her face as well that counterbalances it perfectly. Oh, it's so it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just so funny, and and the fact that um, that he kind of gets away with it as well as like this is like meant to be the safety train sort of thing, but he's just openly saying these ridiculous things. Um, like he even repeats kind of what Will Ferris is like. Oh, it's gonna be one vagina for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, come on! Uh, and like, she looks um, she looks very shocked, doesn't she? Oh, Marissa, and it's the same when he's working on his on on the car, and he's uh, as a drifter, I was born to walk alone. <laughs> it's okay, I've got a fresh beer. <laughs> yeah, I brought you some lemonade. Oh, I got a beer. <laughs> it's not street Can legal. You turn that off? My my favorite part of that is when he's just like, "Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike." <laughs> It's brilliant, and th- you know that there's no one there, and he's yeah. just walked around. It's just like, is it like, let's keep that on the down low because it's not officially street legal. Hey, Mike, <laughs> and it just carries on like so good. It's just like perfect, like residential area. I know the name is really well. It's yeah, just sort of like, hey, how you doing? Just carry on. It's just so stupid, and the way he treats all the pledges as well is <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, yeah, we have to get onto the birthday party. Oh yeah, please. Because ha- <laughs> got a fucking dart in your but neck. Firstly, the the bread maker. He's <laughs> desperate to get rid of that bread maker. It's got three speeds. No one is taking it. It's got three speeds. <laughs> like, why would Max want a bread maker? Oh gosh. Um, and then uh, what else is there? Uh, he, Spanish oh, has the head head off. Oh yeah, put the head back on. Uh, that that's what um, Vince Vaughn, isn't it? That tells mm-hmm. him to put the head back on. And then there's a uh, blue brings him lemonade without any ice in it. It's like, <laughs> why is my lemonade? Ha- why doesn't my lemonade have any ice? Throws it in the pool. It's like, down and give me twenty or whatever. It's just like, oh my god, this ninety year old man is doing press ups because he didn't bring ice out for you. It's just crazy. Like short, the whole Sean William Scott thing. Makes me laugh every time, and I think mm. it might be the like the moment in the film that makes me laugh the most. Definitely, and I know it's horrible. I know it's horrible, but when he's really horrible to the pony, <laughs> it really, it really makes me laugh. What's like wrong he yanks, with you? He yanks the the, the rein, and it kind of goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because he's because he's just like fucking animal. It's just like really like anti-animal but he brings them to this these parties and he's like yeah, but he's just so horrible to them and it's just something about that and that's <laughs> that was the bit that when i watched it this time i was like oh i forgot that he like did this part to it <laughs> i know it's so bad it's such a bad thing but it really gets me i don't know why maybe it's because i don't like horses very much <laughs> yeah you famously <laughs> hate horses and whales you yeah. don't want to ride either of them why would anyone want to ride a whale why wouldn't you Free Willy. <laughs> the, I like the bit with the... Well, so then he, oh. Will Ferrell discovers the, the dart gun, uh, the yeah. tranquilizer gun. He's like, any of these fuckers get out get <laughs> <laughs> What does he say? Any of these fuckers freak out on the kids or something? Yeah, something like that. Just like... 
But take him out with that is enough to take out a rhino. <laughs> it's the way he's describing it. It's like, yeah, this would pierce the skin of a rhino from fat. And it's just like, yeah, straight into his thing. And it's his reaction. <laughs> yes! It's like, yes! <laughs> you got a fucking dart in your neck. You stuck one in the fucking juggler, man. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I really love that, that everything sort of slows down and he's like, Wait, <laughs> wait, you're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> but you're crazy. And then he goes through that, that first table and he's got like the chair stuck on his arm. He's like, bah! <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. Oh, dude. The way that it continues because then they're singing happy birthday. <laughs> And he's like oh. wandering towards the noise and falls in the pool. And then we go, <laughs> hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. And then Sean Williams got saving him. <laughs> he tried to French kiss me. <laughs> it kicks, kicks him back. There's <laughs> the whole, uh. got to pull that out. <laughs> you got a fucking dart in your neck. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you slot that definitely. in? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it'll be slotted in so much in this episode. The beginning. Oh my or... God. What kind of gun is this? That's a tranquilizer gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. <laughs> Ain't that right, mother? <laughs> oh, what? That's what I thought. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, hey, be careful with that. That's the most powerful Trank gun on the market. Huh, got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a... Ow! Oh! Yes! That's awesome! What? You just took one in the jugular, man! Ha! <laughs> Whoa. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I did. Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. Wait. Wait. Pull what out? The dart, man. Got a fucking dart in your neck. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I feel tired. Yes. 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 You just took one of the Dracula. You better pull you that out. You got a fucking neck. You're, cra- you're crazy. You got a fucking like dark you, but you're crazy. <laughs> Hello, darkness, oh. my old friend. It's the perfect music <laughs> choice as well. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's so it's ridiculous. So it might be the highlight oh. of... I think it is the highlight of the film. But then... I, th- I think it's the best bit. It's definitely the best bit. <laughs> I also really like... It just makes me laugh every time. Is when Mitch is giving the pep talk to all of the pledges while they have the cinder block with the cord attached to their penis. You might be thinking... <laughs> Why am I holding a 30-pound cinder block? 
why is this cord tied to it? You know, that whole bit. And I like the bit when it's like, and the answer is trust. And then Will Ferrell just goes, blah. And he gets told to calm down. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) So good. And then uh, obviously, uh, what's the dude's name that falls off? The (laughs) the brick goes through the drain. Wincy. Wincy. He's so. We'll take a minute to appreciate him. (laughs) When he's like, my mom said if I got kicked out of school, she'll kill me. She showed me the knife. (laughs) She showed me the knife. Shit, Wincy, you get kicked out of school, I'll kill you. <laughs> she showed me the knife. <laughs> <laughs> the bit he gets, he gets chosen to do the, uh, what do you call it? What is it? The uh, gymnastics. The gymnastics bit, yeah, it's yeah. Just, just hit the board as hard as you can and close your eyes. <laughs> 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 and he does like three somersaults or four or something stupid and lands perfectly. He gets on the, his feet. He gets the two CGI'd moments in the movie. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Getting dragged falling off a building and fl- flying through the air. And it's like oh and little Abdul is gonna spot you or whatever. There's this tiny <laughs> Asian guy. He's like just a midget compared to about the size of one of his legs is going to catch him. <laughs> Wincy's scream is so perfect as well when he's like, who's <laughs> off? I, gotta, I hope I remember this. I've got to cut this in here too. And then and it's like already on the floor, like over the manhole. And it's just like, <laughs> walk it off, Wincy. <laughs> very proud of yourselves. Each and every one of you has been handpicked to represent our inaugural pledge class. Over the next 21 days, you're all going to experience intense mental and physical strain. Ah! Frank, just pace yourself. Copy that. Just got a little overexcited. Sorry. At this point, you may be asking yourself, why am I holding this 30-pound cinder block in my hands? You might also ask yourself, why does this cinder block have a long piece of string tied to it? And finally, why is the other end of this string tied securely to your penis? And the answer, ladies, is trust. This is your first test. Spanish! Do you trust that we've provided you with enough slack so that your block will land safely on the lawn? Sir, yes, sir. And Blue! Yes, sir. Do you trust that I do not want to see you die here tonight? Sir, yes, sir. Blue, you're my boy! Thank you, sir. About face. Step to the end! Pledges! Prepare to release! One! Two! Three! Release! Walk it off, big guy. 
so good. So, so good. good. Oh, Will Ferrell doing the um, the debate when he's just like blacks out and gives the perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> and the guy, the guy that they bring in, who's obviously uh, I've never heard of him, but he's obviously famous over there because they say he's from like CNN. Is that yeah? Is that he's from like yeah, yeah. James Carville. Yeah, who plays himself obviously um, goes. We uh, we don't have a a response. That was perfect, you know. And it's just like okay. <laughs> and the whole um, the rhythm aerobics thing, where he's doing it with oh, the so silly. Well, one thing I forgot to mention is when uh, well, uh, when Vince Vaughn is the clown and he tells off Spanish for having the head off. He's like, mm. you don't see me breaking the fourth wall because <laughs> he's dressed like in full paint, and so he can't take a head off or anything like that. It's so funny, but he's having a cigarette. Uh, it's just excellent. Oh, when when he's doing the rings yeah. as well, and he's got yeah. a fag in his mouth, he's like, <laughs> "That's holding, <laughs> holding." Yeah, <laughs> so good, so good with the cigarette. Yeah, it's so perfect. Excellent. Uh, uh, did you did you see one of the one of the pledges? Is like uh, like a few of them are like quite famous now. But did you see one of them as Patrick J Adams? Is that the bald Who's guy with just a little bit of hair? No, no, it's the the young guy that plays the guitar at the funeral, at Blue's funeral. He's the guy from Suits, and oh. and all that. That's that's who that is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, then that yeah. that guy that's just got that little bit of hair at the front, he has some uh, he has some roles in some other uh, in like Blade. I know you hate it, but in Blades of Glory, which is obviously another Will Ferrell I, movie. I, I've never seen it. I thought you said you hate Blades of Glory. No, I've never seen it. What? Oh, we've had this conversation no. that you hate it because it's stupid. I, 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 like, I, I struggle with some Will Ferrell films because he goes like too far, and it seems like a film where he's going too far. Oh my god! So I've never, no, no, I've never no, it. no. Blaze of Glory, like, is like this is comfort to me, and Ethany okay. loves it. Like, we've seen it so many times together. It's like a falling asleep film. I think you'd right. really like it. It's stupid and silly, but like this. Um, okay. Oh, we've got to watch it. We have to watch it. Because because one thing I really like about this is as ridiculous as Will Ferrell is, he's not the main guy. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like he, he's not even like the second main guy, and and that's what I really like about it. Is is it's quite like undertoned in a way. Like his ridiculousness fits in with everything else that's happening. Yeah. Like the ridiculousness isn't happening because of him. Like I like Anchorman. Anchorman's uh, like not a bad film, but. It's very like it's very him, isn't it? Uh, and goes it gets a bit too much sometimes with the 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 full nonsense. But yeah, so some of the some of his films I haven't seen because I think oh it's just going to be a bit too much of him for my liking. But I'll give it a go. I'll give Blades of Glory a go. Well, I get that. I mean, I don't like um, Semi Pro. I don't like Talladega Nights. I liked. I did. I used to like. I don't know. I don't think I'd. Well, maybe I don't know. I might. I don't. Not sure if I'd how I'd feel about it now, um, and some of the other ones. But uh, Blades of Glory is like perfect. It's perfect. We've yeah. Okay. We're gonna we gotta cover that on the podcast. That would be great. Um, but speaking of Will Ferrell, <laughs> the other part that's really funny to me is when uh, he gets burned. That bit's not funny, but when he's just going crazy in the locker room, we gotta keep our composure and he's smashing <laughs> everything. It's so good. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, steaming red sort of colour, isn't he? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, all the all the activities that they have to do to basically stay in as part of the, the college or part of the university is 
like there's an athletic one there's a school spirit one kind of like a community one they have to do a test they're cheating on the test and those guys in the van they're giving them the answers and there's all sorts there's like it's so 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 silly i mean people that are listening to this will have will have watched it so we we won't have to like explain it all but some of those bits are just perfect like when he's dressed as the is it a panther yeah, some, sort of some sort of lion, yeah. <laughs> animal, some creature, sort of large cat, and just jumps through the the burning ring. Jumps into the burning ring, you know. And you think, oh, is he going to make it? Is he going to make? It? And he just does not make it, and he's ablaze. It's just crazy, absolutely crazy. And his singing at Blue's funeral. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's so good. When Blue dies in a uh, KY jelly wrestling match. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing about this film is there's a lot of boobs in it, isn't there? There's a lot of that. 2003. Yeah. And uh, that's what kills Blue, more or less. Yes. And they're so like, we hope it comes back as natural causes. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we get when we, we get the autopsy next week and hopefully it'll come back as natural causes. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. And Jeremy Piven playing the Dean... Um, yeah, he plays an unlikable douche really well. Mm, um, he's good at it. Yeah, he's, he's good. Very good he's, at it. he's a good a good foe for them. Um, yeah, what, what I quite enjoy his fight with Will Ferrell, where <laughs> they he like slams his head through the glass cabinet, and then they roll down the stairs, and he batters him in the lecture hall, but then runs away and says, "You're witnesses. He accosted me. Yeah. You're witnesses." <laughs> and then Will Ferrell's got the tape, and he's like. I did good. Oh, before that, it's like, I see blue. <laughs> he looks glorious. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> I see blue. Is that, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Blue, you're my boy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so good. So good. It's ridiculous. Oh, of course, Absolutely of ridiculous. Of course, Mitch gets the girl in the end. The guy that plays the slimy douchebag that's like cheating on her also plays it really well. Like I hate him when he's like doing the mouthwash and he's like, you can't tell. It's guy code. <laughs> okay, good talk. <laughs> See you yeah. out there. And then he, t- and then he tells. It's like, he, he says that it was Mitch that was like grouping the, the young female caterer and all sorts. It's just like, oh my God, this guy. Yeah. He's horrendous. But yeah. And it's... um. Uh, uh, Ellen Pompeo, isn't it, from Grey's Anatomy that plays Nicole? She's like yes. the main love interest, so yeah, she's like big time. Big, she's big news now. Big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a million seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, the never ending. <laughs> uh, also, their whole side thing with um, getting like the blowjob lessons on fruit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Will Ferrell getting beaten up. Uh, by their instructor, which is which is funny, it's good. Yeah, and he says, uh, it's the reason he has a, <laughs> a lazy uh, a eye. A lazy eye is because of some premature ejaculation. <laughs> 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 Disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so how how do you feel that it that it holds up to t- today? Like, how do you feel when you were watching it this time? Like with, with a more critical point of view, or are you uh, unable to look at it in that way because you have that much affection for it? 
I mean, it's difficult to see it in that way because, yeah, exactly, exactly that because we hold it in such like high regard. Um, but there are so many moments in the film that like wouldn't make it in today, and that you'd end up having to like take out or at least rephrase. Like when he's in the taxi at the be- when Mitch gets in the taxi at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, you got no seatbelt." It's like you're in the back. Why don't you be less of a you know and uses an f word that you just wouldn't use nowadays and. Um, just a lot of probably unnecessary female semi-nudity as well that probably doesn't need to be in it but seems to make its way in um i know it's like college and having fun and exploring and that sort of thing but it's also 30 year old men so-called 30 year old men because he says he's 30 yeah um which is nonsense um how old do you uh, think they they actually were i don't know actually Probably not far off it. I would have said probably getting closer to forty. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not Luke Wilson, but I'm not sure. Maybe like our age. Yeah, let's say that. But even still, it's just like it's a bit weird, isn't it, as a premise of a film? But like, if you if you can ignore that, it's just ridiculously funny and and silly and good fun. So I, I would recommend it to anyone to watch it. And I would watch it again. I'd like I'd watch it again later today. You know, it's that kind of film. You know, we say that about films sometimes. Like, I spent most of my life watching Saving Private Ryan. I, I think I said on A Few Good Men, I could watch that, you know, now and watch it again. This is one of those films I could just watch again and again and again. And very different from A Few Good Men than Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. At least with this, you won't get PTSD from all the shelling. <laughs> yes, that is true. I'm not gonna wake up in like a pool of sweat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where where did what about you, where though? did you watch it? Because I oh I I found it on Sky in the end, uh, but I didn't. It wasn't available on like Netflix or Disney or. It used to be on Netflix. Um, I think it might be on Prime. Possibly, I know that things like Anchorman are on there and like a few others. Things like Step Brothers and stuff are on Netflix, though. So you, you'd kind of think they'd go hand in hand because they're, they're quite ridiculous. But I ended up watching it through other means. Mm-hmm. Not my website. It doesn't belong to me. It's but a website I use. A website. So many pop-ups. So. This t- and really inappropriate ones <laughs> as well. Very upsetting. <laughs> it just takes it from your incognito browsing history, my friend. mine just comes up with you know like ikea and stuff what did yours come up with not ikea stuff (laughs) (laughs) i'm just playing yeah i no i i really enjoyed it i could watch this all the time i could it's a movie you could just have on in the background while you're just doing other stuff and yeah i love movies like that it's uh just easy watching the Sean William Scott cameo may be one of the best cameos in a movie ever, and who would have thought it would have been him? Not that I have any, like, you know, I really like Sean William Scott, but you don't really see him around much anymore, right? Um, and besides sort of knowing him from the American Pie movies. Oh, and um, oh, what's it called? What's the one with him with uh, from X-Files? Evolution? Evolution, yeah. I love that movie. Did you like that one? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Role Models is really good. 
role model yeah with paul rudd that's also really good yeah so there yeah, are some there are some movies like i really like him as as a person um i forgot about those ones but yeah it's great that it's him he does it so perfectly it's like yeah so yeah great film let's do our subjective objective ratings so dom subjective what does it mean to you from a personal standpoint out of 10 and then objective from your film critic hat on point of view what would you give out of 10 now um from a personal standpoint it's a 10 this film is just nonsense personified i love vince vaughn in it Uh, i think will ferrell is great in it as well but just uh, as a combination just all the the ridiculousness that happens in the film um and kind of like a from a nostalgic point of view as well being sort of 16 17 when i was first watching it it's just reminds you of a simpler sillier time so yeah it's it's just ridiculous and i love it i think it's great it, like i said it makes me laugh today even like singing dust in the wind you know <laughs> it's just so stupid and that song will be in my head for weeks and weeks and weeks now um but from a more kind of critical standpoint I'm not sure a lot of it would hold up today. I think the silliness and the comedy still works. The the premise would kind of work for for the most part. It probably needs a little bit of tweaking and a little bit less um, like what feels like uh, inappropriateness in terms of like the high school girl situation and the like a fair amount of female semi-nudity and stuff like that that doesn't really need to be in there so um from a personal standpoint like i said 10 from an uh a more critical standpoint maybe a seven um yeah that's what i'm gonna go with what about yours what what are your ratings good good points good ratings I yeah personal I would say 10 I I think also it's I don't have it anymore because I moved house but I remember I had like the shelves of uh DVDs and Blu-rays that are like these are the movies that if I had to say to someone these 30 movies here tell you everything you need to know about me from taste and and whatever else uh, and I believe you could do that give me 30 movies a list of 30 movies or even someone's top 10 I feel like I'd get a good flavor of who that person is, you know, uh, and like the, the like the Casablanca guy. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Check, please." <laughs> We're not gonna get on. <laughs> so, yeah, well, um, but I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's lovely. Just in case he's ever listening, <laughs> you'll never know. To this. Just in case, I don't know. You'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know. Well, the old school was on my shelf and will forever be on my shelf so yeah it's definitely a 10 and then it, and it has some uh you know fun funny memories attached to it or some nice memories in that you know i remember it from what was a bit of a difficult time period and it being a comfort and so i always appreciate it for that and then from a objective standpoint i think seven is is a good shout i think seven feels right um i think besides there's yeah like some homophobic slurs in there that you know would need changing um but the rest of it pretty good like could stay um it's fairly innocent you know yeah and it's a really good 
breakout for Will Ferrell. I know that he was already known from like SNL and, and other things and was on the come up, but in terms of like movies and putting him on the map, and again, we know Anchorman like really solidified that for him. But this is a great showcase of him at his best, I think, and his sense of humor. And Blades of Glory, I really don't know whether you're going to like it or not. But for me, it's like <laughs> the perfect sense of humor uh, of Will Ferrell as well. Uh, that would be a great one. I'd like to watch it with you and then do the podcast okay. together in person. So maybe once the garage has been like set up and got everything ready, that should be the first one. Uh, that we do together. So I want to set it up so we have like our own mics and mic stands, like a proper like studio setup. It would be a really cool one to get a pizza, watch the movie, and then podcast it straight afterwards. Shall I? Shall I not watch it then? Shall yeah, I don't save, watch it. Don't save watch myself. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. watch it with okay. me for the first time. I'd love that. Okay, I'll save it for you. Thank you, saving yourself for me. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> like mouth and Millie all of a sudden and he put the glasses <laughs> glasses back in the drawer. Oh my god, if you fuck Owen in a bar, I will kill you, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna let the alcoholic drink. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't understand that, find out. Listen to our One Tree Hill podcast, it's amazing. Three years deep on One Tree Hill. We've been podcasting One Tree Hill for over three years. Crazy crazy it feels like longer to be honest <laughs> with you <laughs> well there we have it that was old school i really enjoyed watching it again more importantly enjoyed the conversation with you dom as always if you enjoyed listening to this conversation and how could you not then please check us out ravenshoops.net why dom because basketballs go through hoops but yet they also go through Nits. ravenshoops.net that's our patreon page where you can get extra content additional perks early access to our episodes all of our episodes are released we don't really do we don't talk about this enough we just we plug the website don't even say what's there if you sign up to our website which you can do for as little as one dollar a month you can get these episodes a week earlier we also put some additional content on there watch along videos that are exclusive to the website uh as well as loads of other things and you can guest on our podcast as well so check it out ravenshoops.net and if you want to just support the podcast for free for no money at all then you can do that by giving us five stars and you know writing a little something it really does go a long way because it helps spread the message of the podcast to more people and we love that because it's what it's all about we just want to connect with people and share our passion for movies and TV with other people that are also passionate about it. So thank you for listening. Dom, any final words, my friend? No, just keep being wonderful, and thanks so much for listening. It's, it's um, like Simon said, please rate, review, sub- subscribe. It's it's really important um, to us uh, and, and helps us share our wonderful podcast, what we think is wonderful. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening, and... What we're gonna do for the uh, the sign off? Yeah, well, there's a few options, I guess. We could, fr- you could frank the tank. Um, <laughs> when it hits your lips, fucking, so good. You could fucking dart in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> you could pierce the skin of a rhino from. T- <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I'm going to watch that in our little gap now. We've got a gap before we do another podcast. I'm going to watch that scene. Well, let's watch it together. I'll bring it up on the screen. Let's, let's do it. All right. Well, how are we going to do it? You do it. Choose something. <laughs> I'll do uh, Frank the Tank, but with the dart in his neck. Okay. <laughs> Only for are you ready? You're crazy. you got to pull that out. <laughs> I like you when you're crazy. Ravens on three. One. <laughs> took one in the jacket. Two. Three. Look, please don't beat yourself up over this thing. It's just not your fault. Damn it, Blue is old. That's what old people do. They die. Sorry. All we are is dust in the wind. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. <laughs>